Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. The following is rated MA. Some people may find it offensive. It contains language, adult themes and immature content, as well as fart jokes. There will be lots of fart jokes. Listener discretion is advised. You've been warned. Welcome to our first weekly watch of 2021. We hope everyone had a wonderful and relaxing break and enjoyed a few coldies as well. No rest here. Interviews coming out of our Johnny Brass. In fact, it's been a really cool few weeks with a heap of content for the watch, the blasts and the Legends series completed. Thank you for your support. And if you're a new listener, be sure to subscribe and download the previous episodes. All of them are dateless. They're timeless, awesome listening too. Firstly, a big thank you to Bloke in a Bar and Den and Kemp for the opportunity to be featured as an interview for their podcast series. Support Bloke, support Denon and their Bloke Beer, which is fucking outstanding, by the way. He allowed me to tell a portion of my story without any restrictions, without any rules. The full story one day when I'm ready and the full story will blow your fucking mind. Here's a little from our most recent Legend Series interview with the great Craig Tugger-Coleman, wonderful bloke, wonderful mate, and a wonderful storyteller too. From the Gold Coast to Campbelltown and the Magpies, Tommy Radonikus's coach, you said he was your idol. What's your, what's your favourite memory of Tom, Tommy or your favourite Tommy story? Oh, I, I, I played against Tommy yeah. you know, when I was 18, um, Hanson Park, and it's a classic story because Johnny Peake was our captain yeah. and... Um, and Tommy was theirs, and you know, I'm nervous. I'm playing against my old time. I used to walk in the schoolyard. Remember, Tommy used to have his limp wrist. Yeah. I used to walk in the schoolyard thinking I was Tommy, and um, and you know I'd, I'd get up at three in the morning to watch Tommy bash not just halfbacks in, when they're playing the poms. Anyone, yeah. anyone come in Tommy's way. Yeah. And I remember uh, Henson Park, and Pete goes out to toss the coin, and um, he comes back and he goes, "Where's Tugger? Where's Tugger?" I said, "Well, what's what's wrong, Pete?" He said, "I oh, might just be a, a bit careful." He said, "Tommy ain't real happy." I said, well, what do you mean he's not real happy? I said, well, what's he look like? He said, well, I'll tell you, he looks like he's got a big beard on, he's got Vaseline all over his face. And he said, I tossed the coin. Tommy said to me, I don't give a fuck which way we run, we're kicking off the and slammed the door in the referee's face. <laughs> <laughs> and the referee couldn't think about it. So he just said, and I'll never forget this story. We were, we were a better team then, and we had him beat. And they scored in the last couple of minutes. A kid called, I'll never forget it, a kid called Mohammed El Safti, and he scores in the corner. Tommy runs over, picks him up. He says, I told you, Mohammed, I told you you could do it. And it was just uh, seeing how Tommy had this talent to make average players better. Yeah. You know? And he was one of the only a few I've ever seen who have that, had that talent that could make ordinary players better. Sam Bird just could do it. Yeah. You know, you know just, uh, just his leadership and the way um, you know, I could talk about Tommy all day. Awesome to see the Morris boys going round again. Could mount a pretty decent argument that last season was, in fact, their finest. Here's Josh from his Legend Series interview, Episode 7. Plenty would suggest you're playing your best footy at 
this age, this year? Do you agree or disagree? Um, oh, I probably agree. Um, I think I'm more well-rounded. Um, you know, I think my skill set's a lot better um, than, than what it has been. And, you know, I've worked hard on that the last few years. Um, and, you know, I've always um, really enjoyed the defensive side of the game as well. So, um, yeah, that was something that I, I made a conscious decision of when I was younger, um, you know, to really work on my defence and be strong there. And then the attack, you know, everyone who plays NRL is a good attacker. So, um, you know, you've got to be able to keep working on that. And, um, you know, I do a fair bit of stuff at training, um, you know, to, to make sure that I can continue to do these things. From the people I've spoken to at the Roosters, your role and Brett's role at the club is 50% on the field, 50% off the field in nurturing, assisting and helping the next generation. Is that something you're comfortable with and enjoy? Yeah, I think it's something that I've been comfortable with probably the last three or four years, to be honest. Um, As I said, I'm a fan of rugby league and I really get a kick out of... um, you know, helping these young kids and, um, you know, trying to impart my knowledge on onto them and um, to see them come through and get their, their debut jersey, I really get a kick out of that. And then, you know, I look forward to the future for them as well. And, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, my kids will be asking for some of their signatures one day and um, hopefully they're more than happy to oblige. You're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Want to be part of the team? We have both corporate and private sponsorship packages available. You set the terms. Check out the website at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au or send an email to Terry, that's with an I, at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Not everything always goes to plan when recording and interviewing. This is what happened when Michael Crocker came over home for his Legend Series interview. But what we did at the Roosters was, before GPS, before any of the sports science came out, just Ronnie Palmer and Sticky at their best. Flogging you. Absolutely flogging us. And then backing that up with another flogging. So we had times where we'd do uh, a beep test. And at that time, I think we had all of our Ford pack bar, maybe one or two, could get 14 on the beep test. And they'd stop us at 14. And that's how fit we were. That's but we would do that and then he would go, that wasn't good enough. We're doing another one. Go again. And then for every – say you got 14 on that first one. If you only got 13, 10 uh, – so levels go 10, 11, 12. Then yep. 14. If you only got oh, – the, there's, the, there's the crowd. There's, there's the two Labradors <laughs> barking at someone down the street. Off of that cheering at my stories. Oh, and there's the boss demanding they get outside. <laughs> so, if we, so if we got 13, 10 on the next one. That was two levels you missed, so that was two 100-metre sprints for the whole team. To our sponsors, Galaxy Finance and Griffin Air Conditioning, who are on board for 2021, you guys are legends. We'd love for you to support those that support us to allow us to continue with our podcast. Galaxy Finance can be found at galaxyfinance.com.au and Griffin Air can be found at griffinair.com.au. Please check them out, legends. Tell them we sent you. This is the Weekly Watch on Andy Raymond Unfiltered and it's feature interview time. 
Back into training. No, not me. The footballers and the preseason continues after the Christmas break. Another legend has dropped in. Curtis Sirinan is in front of the microphone, mate. This time of year, are you guys just getting flogged by the strength and conditioning guys and the coaches at training? We sure are, Andy, mate. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty doom and gloom some days out there, especially. Uh, out in the heat there at Narrabeen and next to the lagoon, mate, we just cop it. So it's 80% humidity every day and 30 degrees and we're up and down off the ground. So um, Desi and his crew have um, whipped us into shape, but um, we're, you know, we're just hanging in there to play some footy now. 193 centimetres, 109 kegs. You're a big unit anyway. Did you put on any unwanted beef over the Christmas New Year break or were you pretty good? Um, I was I was pretty good actually. I I did I put on a, a few kegs um, over the over the off season break. So my first first couple of days at, um, at for pre season before Christmas were, were a struggle. So I learnt my lesson and I'll be um, yeah I'm back in a bit of shape now. So it's it's more less cardio focus for me hopefully and more just nailing the the skill side of it and, and getting some reps in with with Cherry and the boys. Love it. How's the body, mate? Uh- an injury affected last year with the knee again. How's the body? Does it feel okay? Yeah, yep. Um, touch wood, everything's good, mate. I, it was actually my, my first ever season without some sort of surgery, mate, since I've debuted. So I took that as a win. And yeah. um, I, had a, I had a little knock um, in the PCL early in the year. For anyone who doesn't know, the, the PCL is sort of a... It's not as serious as the ACL. It's in the back of the knee. And if, if you get a little tear or a little knock, you can sort of play through it. But... Gets a bit sore and a bit, and a bit angry and, and swollen, but I've I got through the season, mate. And um, you know, I've, I've, hit, I've hit the ground running all right. I've you know kept on top of my rehab, and one of my goals every year is to is to play every game and and you know just stay healthy. You mentioned the injuries over the years and the surgeries over the years. There is no other way that I can term this but fucking unlucky. And it's the only way to describe the run you've had. It's got nothing to do with preparation. It's got nothing to do with rehabilitation. It's got nothing to do with how you look after your body. Just plain unlucky. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's sort of hard, a hard pill to swallow sometimes when you you know you do all the work and you know you see other guys just sort of turn up to games and they don't need any strapping and they're just yeah. they're sitting around till till ten minutes before. The game and um, throw a jersey on where, you know, I'm, I'm in there an hour before getting bloody everything strapped up and doing all my little warm-ups and routines. But that's just, that's how it is for me. And um, I just sort of, you know, I just take, I think it's helped me in a way sort of build some resilience and, and, and some some professionalism. I think I've picked up um, some good habits from having to rehab and this, you know, I've got some little things that I... I take that into you know the rest of my game and the rest of my life where I just sort of nail nail a little routine. So I'm just trying to see the positives in, in in some of the you know the shit luck I've had with injuries. Mate, you played most of your junior footy at six, same as Bailey really. But being a Syrian, you outgrew the position. However, a smart back rower and an effective back rower in 2020 and 2021 can basically play like a wider five eighth now, can't they? Really. Yeah, I think so. Especially with with some of these new rules and the speed of the game, um, having the you know having more of a catch pass and you know a little a kicking game or anything like that. Yep. You know, two or three passes off the ruck's gonna it's only going to be um, you know handy for the team. So 
some of those little skills are things I still tr I still practice um, at training after, you know, rolling a few grubbers in and throwing a few cutout passes. Um, so, yeah, it's just about, I still think in the back row, you, you know, you've got to, that sort of work rate work is rate. still sort of, yep. a, is, is sort of the, one of the most important roles in, in your job in de defence. But if you can sort of nail that work rate and get your fitness up and, and then have those, those little touches of skill on the end of it, I think that's where it's most effective. You see guys like Wade Graham, who's sort of just, yeah. um, he sort of, you know, highlighted that. He's, he's perfected it and, it, you know, he's been successful with it. So um, that's something that I sort of think about. And, um, yeah, it's just about getting doing it more, you know, and just get more involved. So um, it's, it's something that's always sort of, I'm still building, I think. Famous surname, good, bad, or doesn't affect you? Doesn't affect me now, mate. I've, if you asked me when I was sort of 15, 16, I, I probably would have said I was a bit off it. Like, you know, Absolutely. all the comparisons and um, a bit of extra pressure, especially when I was at the Tigers, you know, sort of 18, 19 debuting. It was a bit bit daunting, but then mm. I, you know, I sort of, as soon as I went to Manly especially, it was just like, no one gave a rats. And yep. and I don't think anyone did anyway. It was more in my own head, and but I, I sort of grew out of it as well. Um, now I just embrace it and I think, Bailey's done the same, so it's um, it's only a, it's only a plus, you know. It's, it's something we're proud of. Mate, speaking of Bailey, um, last eighteen months hasn't he started to fulfil his potential? He's had a really positive little period in his short career. Yeah, mate. Oh, I'm, I think I'm more excited than him. He's that cruisy and and laid back sort of character. He he's he had that. I think he went the first year he went to South. He just sort of transformed transformed sorry his um his body a bit he trained really hard yep he just he sort of grew into that sort of man's body and yeah. um and then and then once you once you're physically ready it's just about getting some confidence so got a few games um 2019 and then last year he sort of uh, i think ethan lowe got injured and he, he got given a spot and he just didn't give it up and mate he nearly made a grand final he played the grand you know grand final qualifier so he's got another one up on me and he's got he's two win two from two wins against me too. So hopefully when we play the Warriors this year there'll be a couple square ups. Mate, that was that was my next question. Who does mum and dad cheer when it's Curtis V Bailey? Who's the favourite child? Bailey. He's, oh, he's is been he? less less drama, less trouble okay. growing up. I think he just learned all he learned all the lessons um, <laughs> that I did wrong. Now mum the first time we played each other it was it was really special. He he sort of called, he called me after captain's run before I reckon he told mum and dad he's like I'm playing and we're just like yes he was on the bench someone something happened and he was on the bench but you know the family came I think mum had a Manly and a South scarf on at the same time nice um, so it was just yeah it was a really good game too he came he came on early and ended up playing some big minutes on the same side of the field as me and um, I didn't have a pretty I, I, I thought you know I had a pretty good game I had to sort of pull my finger out and we ended up just getting beat by a point so oh, it was a good day up you know all in all but um yeah mate he's i'm really proud of where he is you know he, he got a good deal at the warriors and that's just a he'll, he'll move over there i think and um yeah i'm really proud of him so hopefully he can just kick on i'm sure he will he's got that his sort of attitude if you, if you meet him he's just like very low maintenance and he just you know he, you know, he gets a job done so he will Wishing you all the best for the year, mate. And a touch of luck as well, Curtis Sirenan. Thanks for dropping in.
It's physical, we know that. We see the faces masking pain every weekend, but that's just what we see on the TV. It's probably actually a false representation of just how tough the game is because what we don't see is these guys struggling to get out of bed on a Monday morning or headed back to the physio or the doctor for more work or more surgery. It may not be the tag he wanted, but our guest is officially, in my eyes, the unluckiest player of the modern era, maybe any era. Cameron King, are you sick of talking injuries and rehab just yet? Uh, yes and no. Like I, I like sharing my story so that people can learn from it. Um, but, you know, like, like we've said before, you know, injuries are something that's, you know, nine times out of ten out of your control. Yep. And um, sometimes, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. So it's part of the game. And, um, you know, the game's given me so much, but unfortunately I couldn't give it back. Have you added up ever the major injuries and surgeries? Um, oh, I don't really have to. Like I know what I've had. Um you know, unfortunately, I've had big ones. I haven't had, you know, little ones that are only a few weeks. So that's the thing that's probably most disappointing. I recall a game of para and a back injury flared up. I came in and just checked on you in the medical room after the game. You were in so much pain and you just looked up and shook your head. It's tough when it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, like I've never wanted anyone to, you know, feel sorry for me or anything like that. But unfortunately... Um, you know, when opportunities present themselves in my career, uh, I probably wasn't able to take them due to my body sort of letting me down. But, uh, I mean, I'm glad for, you know, myself for hanging in there and always giving it my best when I did get a chance. Any coach or any teammate that you have ever been associated with has told me that you trained your ass off, your preparation and your perfection was spot on, and it is just luck or unlucky. That's the hard part of it, isn't it? Because you looked after yourself, you did more than what was required, your rehab was spot on, and as the old saying goes, shit happens. Yeah, it's um, it's something that I've always prided myself on, you know, being a good teammate and, and training as hard as I can and, and just being a good person, really. So, um, And unfortunately, you know, injuries happen and, you know, there's a lot of people that have had worse than me. But like I said, when there was an opportunity there, for me in my career, I probably wasn't able to take it and make the most of it. And, um, you know, also one thing I've probably prided myself on is returning from injury. Yes. Um, you know, I've, I've always dedicated myself to my rehab and um, every injury I've had, I've made a successful comeback. Um, you know, I've got back to play and um, that's probably something that I'm, yeah, most proud of, I think. You called time midway through 2020 with the latest ACL, calling retirement after fighting so hard for so long? How difficult, considering what you'd given of yourself and how hard you'd worked? Yeah, it was it was difficult, but, um, you know, I, I worked really hard. So I came back from the UK at, at the end of 2019 and uh, my body wasn't where it needed to be for NRL level. So I, I worked my backside off at Cronulla and got my body, you know, nearly in the best shape I've had it in my career. Mm. Um, and first trial game over in PNG did my ACL. So... I think deep down, um, I probably knew that was it. Yep. Um, you know, I've, I've told myself I'd never give up, and, and I don't feel like I did that. But mm. um, obviously, as the year went on, um, you know, I probably knew what was coming, and I actually felt a lot better once I made the decision to retire um, okay. officially. It's sort of a, a weight was sort of lifted off my shoulders, and um, once I made the decision, I was really happy with it, and. Um, 
you know, I started in 2010 and finished in 2020. So a 10-year career, it's, um, yeah, I'm really happy with what I've achieved. Mate, what's the future with the knees? How painful or restrictive in day-to-day life are you expecting or will they be sweet? Um, I think it just depends, you know, what you do post-career. You know, I'll still sort of be running around and things like that. So hopefully I can keep some movement and they don't flare up too much. Um, But obviously, like anything, down the track, it might need some sort of clean-out. And obviously, the more sort of clean-outs you get, you might need, you know, some sort of replacement as you get older. But, um, you know, I'm good enough now to, you know, run around and still have a bit of fun with friends and family. So um, for me, that's what's most important. 2020 was a massive year, retirement, then a move to Townsville as well, but more importantly, the birth of your first little Arabella, and then you got married, mate, a massive year. Yeah, mate, it's, um, you know, it sounds a bit silly for how bad 2020 has been worldwide, but for me personally, it's almost been the best year of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I wouldn't want COVID to happen and this year to happen how it has, but, you know, for me, it's been a bit of a blessing. Um Got to spend so much time at home. Um, you know, got to marry, um, you know, my best friend. And yep. now I've made the move to Townsville and, um, you know, settling into lifestyle up here has been great so far. Coaching or a complete break from rugby league? What's next? Uh, I'm not sure. So I'm going to try and um, I'm going to get my knee right and have a run around in the Q Cup up here with the Blackhawks. Um, and then, you know, hopefully down the track, I'd love to stay involved with rugby league, you know, whether it's coaching or some sort of welfare job. Yep. Um, I feel like I've got a lot to give back to the game, which has given me so much. I think you got a lot to offer the game. It'd be awesome to see you remain involved, not just short-term, but long-term. Enjoy Townsville. Enjoy watching your beautiful little daughter grow up, and thanks for stopping in, Legend. Nice chat with Cameron King at the end of last year. What a year for him too, hey? Here's one for you, an insight. If you're following the podcast or social media, you'd see we've done an unfiltered road trip from Sydney North and stopped along the way for a number of interviews. Danny Baderas, the legendary Bob McCarthy, Joey Williams, Mark O'Mealy, Michael Cleary, Owen Craigie, the great Mick Cronin and the one I consider the GOAT. Brett Kenny are all coming up over the next few months on the Legend Series. What a lineup right there, 100% over the salary cap. Also stopped into Tamworth and caught up with the Warriors, Bailey Sirenan, Nathan Brown, Wade Egan and Ewan Aiken. They look amazing and they're in great headspace as well, the Warriors. Good luck to them this season. Joining us is the new Warriors coach, Nathan Brown, a decorated number nine himself back in the day who came out at the end of last year and threw his support behind Wade Egan. What do you like about your nine? Uh, he understands the game. Yep. Uh, which is a great thing. Um, he's fundamentally someone that's played the position a long time, so he's not manufactured. Mm. And his natural skill set's good. Natural skill set's good. He needs to polish himself up in a few areas, but yeah, he's a very natural dummy half, which is which is pleasing. Under the new rules, one hooker or two? Oh, look, it probably depends on your hooker and how long he can play for. You know, if, if you've got to, you know, having an 80 minute hooker is a real bonus because the players learn to play with him and yep. uh, the combinations they build is good. If you're if you've got two two different styles of dummy ass, it's two different styles of people that all the different players in the field have got to learn to play with. So one's better, but if one can't play 80 minutes, the second one's obviously obviously a bonus. There's a theory. Whatever position that a coach played, 
he could be harder on whoever is playing that position. Is that you with your number nines? I was ordering it first, yeah. Paul McGregor, <laughs> he lassoed me on that years ago, Mary, yeah. So I, I was hopeless there, but over time I've become not, I'd say, more relaxed and I'm still hard on him, but nothing like I was. Yeah, I'm much fairer now, I think. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, give us some love. Go to Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast. Then whack in a five-star rating and a review. As random and weird ass as you like. Funniest weekly review wins an unfiltered trucker's hat. Yeah, bribery. Get to it, legends. It's that easy. We're giving away more unfiltered truckers' hats than ever before. This week's winner is Dave Tui. Thanks for the rating and review, champion. Appreciate it. That's all you have to do. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts and the hat can be yours. Time to continue our road trip. We're headed north and the missus annoying me from the passenger seat. Punish. I'm sure she's a consolation prize. Have a great week, legends. Sink a coldie, laugh out loud and get ready for the footy. And don't forget to back Pikey in the last.